I decided when I was teaching in the UK to create a YouTube channel for my class. They were watching inappropriate content at the time. So I decided, you know what, I'll make some videos for you. It was actually tied to that traveling journey to Dubai that I mentioned before. I decided I'll make some, I'll take some photos. And the child went, can you, can you make a video? I was like, I'll have a go. <laughs> so I decided to put those onto YouTube. Those were They're my first. They're giving you homework. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the People of Dubai podcast with me, Annie, and my beautiful co-host, Holly. Hello. <laughs> this week, we have Mr. Thomas Blakemore. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he is the expat primary school teacher and the man who calls himself the Travel Triumph. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much for having me. I always get nervous around teachers because I was always the kid at school that was always in trouble. <laughs> me too. <laughs> really? I even put a shirt on today. I know you can't see me right now, but I was like, Smart. what should I wear to, a, to meet a teacher? I'm, to meet a teacher. I'm, I'm off shift at the moment. Uh, <laughs> no gold stars so were you actually, were you actually a naughty kid at school? Mm, primary, not fantastic, but then secondary, I was a bit more good, if you like. Yeah. You've learned all the lessons then, haven't you? You know kind of the difference between a... Yeah, so... I hate to say it, naughty and a good... good. Yeah, I know all the tricks. All the tricks. All the tricks. The tricks are the the, the trade, if you like, the things that people do to go and sharpen pencils by the bins and they're actually just looking for time off (laughs) away from the class. Yeah, all the tricks. That's a good one. Kids have got smarter. You used to be like, I just need to go to the toilet, miss. (laughs) Three times in an hour's class. (laughs) Now, before we dive in deep, obviously, I was speaking to you months ago because I was like, we need you on our podcast because your social is so interesting and what you do in Dubai is extremely interesting. But before we dive in deep with that, I want to ask about your living situation and how everything went with the fire. Because when we spoke, we had Mm. to actually prolong interviewing you because sadly you had to move out of your place so how is everything going now we did we we are still still in the place it was a it was a bit of a shocking experience a fire alarm went off early hours of the morning and yeah we had to to evacuate the place at the time we weren't sure whether we'd be moving back into the place what would happen with the tower all of those sorts of things but the next day we were back into the tower and it was like coming home from work the lifts were a bit smoky but since then it's it's been okay it's been it's been yeah relatively and you still have your belongings you still well we were we were really worried that if things happened that might be smoke damage and all of those things but based on where the fire was we personally were okay because of we were on the other side if that makes sense however um there are those that i also need to kind of shout out if you like because they might not have been as as fortunate as myself so yeah thankfully back in all has been good uh we have yeah touch wood all very fortunate in the experience if you like of that what was it like when the fire alarm like went off were you just like did you think it was a drill did you see smoke fire well this is the thing i've had a few messages afterwards and people are like how do you know it's a, it's a real fire you know yeah and how how is that because a lot of people in dubai you know the, the fire alarms will go off whether it's smoke alarms there's a lot of people in a skyscraper that the fire alarm will go off quite frequently right so a lot of people just go oh, i'll ignore that but when we woke up We've had this experience before where the fire alarm's gone off. But when we woke up this time, it was almost like there was a kind of groaning through the building. Right. Uh, it was early hours of the morning, could hear footsteps. And then, yeah, it was it was a bit, a bit strange and it felt slightly off. So I thought I'd go and check out what was kind of going on. We live by the 
the footwell down the emergency footwell okay. so we could hear people going down there we could then smell the smoke which is the obvious given um and it was kind of like oh no we, we need to go it was a bit of a strange strange experience um but i think the initial sounds when that fire alarm went off with a with a given of oh this is a bit different this feels different if that makes sense you were just like get out did you what did you grab i, I know that sounds a bit of a personal question but yeah so obviously your partner <laughs> yeah partner woke her up bless her and we grabbed not enough if that makes sense i grabbed my phone because that's just a an essential really i did we did grab our passports um smart yeah we, we grabbed our passports we didn't normally i have a bag full of bits and pieces that it's not there for that reason but just you know for efficiency reasons trying to make sure you've got a bag prepared right um but i didn't have that in that case so just sort of grabbed wallet <laughs> passport and those bits and pieces but I think when I was down and I was really worried about you know I wasn't really worried about kind of t-shirts and all those bits and pieces and I thought, okay that'll be a pain to replace but whatever it was the things I was like oh I've left my hard drive up there yeah and that's full of all my memories of travel and, and teaching and all those different little strange really what you think about because at the end of the day it doesn't really matter that much but it was those little things i was like oh that would be my yeah, mine would replace be, that yeah. if that makes sense like photos and things like that yeah. i think i know you wouldn't like to have it but having all those things maybe in like one place and just literally grab and go that's it yeah but or, you, you don't like to live your life like that no, but absolutely. you never don't know or back up your hard drives. <laughs> Put it in the cloud. That's it. I think, um, so I was in a fire in mm. Dubai. Thankfully it wasn't that bad, but we had to evacuate. Mm. And it was when we got to the bottom of the tower, we looked up and we counted where the, because we could see yeah. the fire on the balcony and we counted to see what floor it was on. Yeah. And then it was actually the apartment basically underneath ours, mm. but to the right. And the first thing I said to my husband was, we haven't got insurance. Yes. So yeah, we haven't got contents insurance. No. And it's not, It's something we'd never even thought no. of. And thankfully, everything was fine and we could get back to our apartment. But it made us really think. Yeah. Because on. one of us was fight and one of us was flight. Like, I literally just wanted to get out the mm. apartment. Whereas my husband, he's going, Annie, I need to get my watches. I need to, yeah. <laughs> I need to go and get... This and I just grabbed a bag and I put my laptop, yeah. and my passport, and my phone, and then I was kind of thinking, I just want to get out. Mm. Whereas he was really practical, saying maybe we need to get some clothes because we don't know, how, we don't even know at the moment what what what's mm. going on. Yeah. So he actually kind of calms the situation slightly, but you kind of everything goes through your head, doesn't it? It's just absolutely, yeah. I think it was when when you kind of smell the smoke, it was yeah. Oh, that's when the panic starts to kind of go in, and and I think it was kind of experienced when in the, in the kind of stairwell when we were going down. It, like we said before, I, I'm on the opposite side, so I couldn't really see anything. Still not really sure if it's you know I don't know someone's thrown something down the garbage chute, yeah. for example. But other people on the other side where the fire would have been would have experienced that and gone ah okay this is this is a problem and they didn't grab things you could see that if some people like i've literally got nothing just and panic to be fair yeah absolutely as, as i'm sure i probably would in that circumstance and you could see though the organization who owned the building were fantastic in that circumstance they set us up with a hotel and those individuals who had literally wow. just put i don't know a dressing gown on they'd given them like clothes and, and slippers wow, and bits and pieces amazing. like that and it was, it was really comforting actually to see how fantastic uh, the organization were with helping everyone and making sure that everyone I was okay. I think Dubai's was, fantastic for that in really general. Yeah. yeah, people were coming around with 
drinks of water and juice and bits and pieces like that because it's obviously it's, my fiance and I were both both adults but there are those individuals who have pets and kids and things like that so yeah it really it's gives nice. you a sense of community as well it does. Mm. and you've got quite a, a big social media following so it must have been nice when you kind of had people reach out to you through that yeah as well. it was, I was inundated bless people like it was it was fantastic for for people to reach out in that way and, and wish me well but I think really discussing this is trying to just highlight the importance of like you said contents insurance making sure you've got a small plan you might not have everything packed but making sure that that's there and also for me to be able to have this opportunity to say thank you to those amazing people who helped yeah the, the tower if that makes sense sense like never be able to i'll never forget how supportive people were in that i've got goosebumps that's amazing to hear yeah and i'm glad everything was fine yeah so your kind of key giveaways is you know make sure you have some like a bag yeah basically packed and looking to get in contents insurance yeah absolutely yeah yeah um wow i'm glad everything's good and just to kind of I suppose lift the spirits Absolutely. a bit. We want to we find out about Thomas. Um, we want to find out who you are, what you do in Dubai, and I suppose why you moved here. So, did you want to start at the beginning? What made you kind of move to sure. to the sandpit? Sure. I was teaching in the UK. So I've been a primary school teacher now for this is my seventh year, which is really scary. A little bit of a side note: at Christmas, I met a student who I taught in my first year so I went back to the UK no. and I was in the gym and there was someone next to me and I was like why does he keep staring at me <laughs> and we're doing you know different exercising and things like that and I looked and I was like huh is your name Thomas I won't say the surname and he was like all right Mr Blakemore Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's 16. Small world. Yeah, 16 in the and gym. time flies so, so yeah, quickly. Time flies so quickly. Have you got the seven year itch? They always <sighs> say like seven years. No, I'm still enjoying teaching. What capacity that's in, in, the, in the future, I'm not sure whether it's full-time, part-time. I'm not entirely sure. However, yeah, teaching's my thing. It's why I started YouTube and all those things that maybe we'll discuss later on. But yeah, my teaching experience is seven years, two years in the UK. I did enjoy that, to be fair. My school was fantastic, and I've got no qualms with my school. But I just kind of, I was living at home at the time, and mm. that's a n- nice experience. You come home to food cooked <laughs> and all those sorts of things. <laughs> But at the same time, I really wasn't kind of enjoying not having my independence. And I reached the stage where I had these savings and I was like, right, I could buy a house, tie myself into a mortgage on my own and go through that. Or there was this place that my neighbours recently moved to called Dubai. And uh, she was telling me about all the different things that she was experiencing, what her class was like, what her lifestyle was like. And I was like, hmm. That's interesting. Sounds like a bit of me. Yeah. So it gives me the opportunity to have a little bit of independence and to, I'm a big fan of travel and all those bits and pieces. Mm. I've traveled a lot around Europe from the UK, you know, all that EasyJet, Ryanair flights. <laughs> so, oh, what does Emirates have to offer? <laughs> it's just a, a lot. Little, a lot, right? <laughs> a big upgrade. Massive, big upgrade. You can feel your knees Absolutely. and your back's not sore. <laughs> um, and get food for yeah. free. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I was like, yeah, this, this seems good. The, the packages on offer for teachers are great. And I started the process of looking to, to teach in Dubai. And as I was going through that process, um, I started kind of in my first year looking at jobs, but wasn't really too serious about things. In the second year, I became much more serious, came to, to visit myself and have a little bit of a holiday, if you like. I was like, yeah, I can, I can see this working. And then from there, really took the application process seriously. And then it was, yeah, straightforward. Got, got the job. Oh, so you got the job in the UK. So you just basically just approached many schools and just... In my first year, I approached one. They were asking for two years experience. I had one, but I thought, why not? Carry on. <laughs> 
didn't work, did it? <laughs> <laughs> so then in my second year, I had that second year of experience and then I was applying to, to more jobs and I applied to, I applied to two, got two, um, looked at the different packages that were on offer because they can vary massively uh, in Dubai. They're a lot more aligned nowadays, but sort of five years ago, it was, it was quite different mm. and looked at the different packages. I was like, yeah, we'll go with this school and yeah, moved out and knew that I had a job to come to. I know that thinking about it, teaching's a bit weird in the way that you come out to a job not everyone has that do they when they move to Dubai they kind of move to Dubai and then go right where can I find a job but in teaching normally you get the job yeah, first and absolutely. then move out from there um so you started at a new school and yeah. the first kind of week and things I I suppose it's very different to teaching in the UK or is it very similar you've done it a couple of times on your socials but for the listeners that might not have seen sure. it give us a a day in the life of a teacher in Dubai. Sure. So teaching in the UK is different to that of Dubai. In Dubai, the day starts way, way earlier. I get up at 5.15. Some people will be later. But 5.15, get ready. And then I'm out the door by 6.30. Now, in the UK, you'd only be getting up at that point. <laughs> so from 6.30, out the door on the way to school, get into school around maybe 7, sometimes earlier, later. And then from there, get all the stuff ready. And the kids come in at 7.30. And then... Wow, that's an early it is, start. It's really early for them. And I, it's something that's taken, I'm still not fully adjusted to that because it's it's a lot for the children. They, they do these really long days because the children will be in right until 2.30. for the parents as well True. to get them to school, yes. then get to work and like, it's for long. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I always feel Amen for the children. For coffee. Yeah, coffee. <laughs> not quite for the children. No. no. <laughs> we do not promote that, guys. <laughs> They'll be in school 2.30, 3.30 if they're doing after school clubs. And then teachers will be in from about kind of 3.30 till 4 later. I heard that they start earlier because of the weather. Is that true? In, in the, the summer, summer months. The yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. If I were having my kind of strategy, it would be to avoid traffic if that makes sense you'll okay. you'll miss the peak of traffic in the morning and miss the peak of traffic at the end of the day there's always been discussions of whether they'll move that but i don't think they will because if they move that like they move the school day an hour later you're gonna have a huge amount of traffic on the road early in the morning and then a huge amount of traffic at the end of the day so i don't know it would make sense there but obviously then the children can have an earlier break time uh, earlier lunch time which means they're avoiding some of that peak heat yeah that's interesting because in the uk we well, they start school around 9 a.m., like yes. 10 to 9. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge adjustment in itself anyway. Yeah. And then with the curriculum, is the school that you teach, is it, I don't know what, what they call Slightly, it, British curriculum? Yes, <laughs> British curriculum, but there are some slight differences in the curriculum that you teach. So at the moment, we have a subject called MSCS. It's similar to what they do in the UK now, but that subject, MSCS, has been many different subjects since I've moved here. It was initially social studies, then it moved to moral education and social studies, and those basically comprise of learning about the wider world and the UAE. It might look at oh. economics, politics, those sorts of things. The moral education is kind of helping children grow good morals, becoming a good citizen for the UAE and the wider world. I love that. Yeah, so it's, it's they do have something similar in the UK, UK, but I think it's really quite well established here. It changes quite regularly, but it, yeah, it just helps the children become I, more well-rounded. Yeah, I like that the curriculum's changing and adapting. I yes. know it's not the same here, but there's actually some states in America I was reading that they're actually doing financing classes. Right, yeah. Obviously for a lot older students, yeah. <laughs> not primary school. No, um, but the, even little things of like how to write a check. Mm. What's the difference from a saving and a current account? Because you will be surprised yeah. how many people, unless 
like everyone learned how to write a check, especially when they rent a place in Dubai. Yeah. But prior to that, how many people didn't know? I'd never written a check until I moved here. That's that's what so I mean. So I was literally si- sitting there thinking, what did my mum do? When she... And I, yeah. I remember there, there was the word only. Only with the line. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I'll just do that. I don't know what it means. And then you <laughs> <laughs> do the line across. No but, one can add any more money. <laughs> but it's things like that which are evolving. And I was reading the mm. reason why is because the younger generation were actually not saving enough money. And right, that's more people are getting basically, especially because the way the younger generation are living, meaning like they're seeing social media and they're living beyond their means mm-hmm. and like they're buying, spend, spend, spend the first time they're earning their paycheck. Yeah. They're not saving. So it's kind of like educating them on that. Absolutely. And that's what the, the social studies is there for. Even I taught you, taught, teaching year six now. So they're, they're a little bit more advanced with the, curriculum that they're studying last year i taught year three and we introduced them to the word economy well, what is economy we would look at well it's just buying and selling you we're going to buy this from a coffee shop but they're going to reinvest that in. and it's just looking at those little things to help children become a little bit more established in the wider I world i wish i had that i, yeah. I need it now yeah. <laughs> in my late 20s Can you teach Offer, offering tutoring yeah <laughs> there's some other curriculum differences which were a little bit different to start off with so the children learn arabic the children learn if they are muslim they'll learn islamic there's different types of islamic there'll be islamic a and b b is for the children who are non-arabic speakers a is for those who are arabic wow. speakers so you you learn very quickly to adapt and kind of okay you guys are going to your arabic lessons this group of children go to their uh, islamic lessons then you also have to kind of cut it down right with some children are not going to islamic lessons what do i do with the children who are remaining because you can't continue doing english and maths because then Mm. those children who've gone to those lessons miss out so then you start to adapt in that way we we call it flexi time different schools call it different things and do different things during that time but children go to swimming more regularly here because many of the private schools have lovely pools things like that so there's many different curriculum differences and little small differences when it comes to teaching in the UAE versus UK as well I was speaking about one the other day kind of the distractions in the classroom so in the UAE you'll get little lizards that sometimes crawl into the classroom but in the UK it's in the summer if a bee flies into the classroom it's game over and it's kind of looking at those small differences it's always been quite interesting to go like ah yeah that's that's a little bit different mostly similar but small and difference. what's the difference because obviously the uk is so evolved like say for instance with learning difficulties mm. and like people who are dyslexic and things like that like what's for dubai is that being embraced and is yeah. that kind of hugely supportive for kids who need that extra help yeah absolutely it's been wonderful to see how inclusion has evolved in just in the five years that i've been here all schools have to be inclusive uh, they can't say oh no you, you can't come to this school because of this reason so they need to include children into their their curriculum into their schools um, but then there will be support in place for those children so that we still have what we call them uh, senco they will be the leader of helping children with special educational needs and difficulties then you'll have lsas which are learning support assistants and they will support the children who have those needs you might have lsts who are learning support teachers so there's a whole plethora if you like of support that's available for children with particular needs whether it be dyslexia that's amazing and in the classroom, are the children all diverse? Is there different diverse nationalities? Love it, massively. Really? Yeah, absolutely oh. love it. In my school, um, there's many different nationalities. In my classroom, I could probably list 10 different nationalities. Oh, which wow. Doesn't, which, yeah, it just doesn't happen in, in the UK. Well, it might actually, depending on the area, of course. Um, but yeah, it's, it's 
amazing to hear. That. And all the languages that the children learn and all their small differences. Christmas is an amazing time of year. We were speaking to some Italian children and they, their Christmas kind of doesn't stop. They have a, a festival, they were telling me, of um, someone who leaves a stocking on their door, but this is in January. So it's all these micro adjustments to, to culture that you learn as a teacher, which I wouldn't perhaps have been exposed to from because teaching in the UK. That's the best thing with living in Dubai. Absolutely. That's yeah. why we started this podcast is for the people who... Yeah, all the diverse different people that we get to meet that we wouldn't have necessarily met if we hadn't come here. And I think it's my naivety because it's British curriculum. I just assumed it would be British kids that go to that school. Right, okay. Yeah, so that's really interesting to learn. It's it's also, yeah, definitely. It's interesting because British curriculum, due to the universities that become accessible from learning the British curriculum, is highly in demand. So you'll find that there are a lot of British curriculum schools that are opening up at the moment because of the demand for them because by studying the British curriculum and then moving on through to A-level you then become open to a wide range of universities in the UK which is desirable yes yeah I have um, several friends in the UK that are teachers and their days are so long like the admin that comes with being a teacher is that still a lot of admin that comes yeah. <laughs> being a teacher. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people see Dubai as a, a way of getting away from admin and, and shorter days and things like that. It's not. I need to, to be really specific about that. There are still a, a high demand of admin is required as a teacher. It's not something where you come over here to switch off. Mm-hmm. Different schools will have different amounts of admin. Some schools will be fantastic with different policies that they have for teacher wellbeing. Some schools will have paperwork for the sake of paperwork if mm-hmm. you like. So schools can vary massively. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's a bit of a misconception that people think, oh, it's going to be easier for teachers out here, but it's not always. So yeah. I want to know a little bit more about Thomas and Dubai and what you do outside of school? Sure. Um, I decided when I was teaching in the UK to create a YouTube channel for my class. They were watching inappropriate content at the time. So I decided, you know what, I'll make some videos for you. It was actually tied to that traveling journey to Dubai that I mentioned before. I decided I'll make some, I'll take some photos. And the child went, can you, can you make a video? I was like, I'll have a go. So I <laughs> decided to put those onto YouTube. Those were They're my first... They're giving you homework. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me assignments. I thought, like, if, if the children make... You know, if the children watch these videos for 10 minutes a week, then at least they're not watching the inappropriate content for for 10 minutes out of the, the week. Started making that content, and then that content naturally evolved when I moved to Dubai. I started to create content for teachers to support them, to educate them about different strategies that they can use in the classroom. Uh, and that evolved into other social media platforms as well, such as TikTok, Instagram, and just sharing different bits of information. It's always just been about sharing and helping other teachers or other individuals who are perhaps going through a similar process I think myself I didn't always have the 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 most support with the process of moving to Dubai and teaching and things like that so I thought if I can be that guiding light (laughs) (laughs) for other people it's almost like creating content that I would have wanted to see in the past so that other people can view that and find that supportive so I've gone from creating YouTube videos to then TikTok videos, Instagram posts, and then started to create these ebooks to support teachers with the process of moving to Dubai and getting their first jobs too. So it's really evolved since I started making those videos for my class. That's yeah. amazing. Have have you seen a boom with the amount of teachers wanting to teach in Dubai? It's steady. It's consistent. I think there is a, a kind of desire from teachers to 
come to Dubai, but also the wider world as well. Yeah, it's it's not always just Dubai. Teachers might also be interested in going to other Middle Eastern countries or, I don't know, Thailand's quite popular as well. So I'll mm. sometimes get questions about that. Not always, uh, don't always get questions that I can always answer, but for the most part, they're, they're, yeah, there's been a bit, bit of a boom, but at the same time, teachers move back and it's kind of this cyclical process. Mm. I just get curious when I follow you on Instagram you quite often refer to like the differences between the UK and the UAE and like your day and stuff it's just really interesting to kind of see that and just hear the differences but thank you and also on your with your socials there's some link to traveling the traveling is it the travel triumph travel triumph yeah Yeah. tell us about that so this is tied to the website that I've created and, and the website is where I share the guides that I've created for teachers teach travel triumph stemmed from me first creating a YouTube video and not having a clue so I thought that you had to have a bit of a catchphrase so my catchphrase was right what do I do well I teach I love travel and do I triumph kind of teach it kind of sounded right I was like that'll do. <laughs> Rolls then, off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> well, I th- think so. A lot of this bit of a tongue twister at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I started with that and then that kind of evolved. And the more I reflected on that, I went, teach, travel, travel. Okay. That kind of makes sense because teachers who are expat teachers, well, they do teach. They will definitely travel, even if that's just to go back to their home country. And through the process of having to move to Dubai, they'll have to triumph through some adversities. That mm-hmm. makes sense. So then from there, it's been an outlet for me to start turning a lot of the content that I create into informative blogs and videos, things that are just simply for free. And then there are things that will stem from that that can support teachers in other ways, such as uh, like the eBooks I've spoken about or courses and bits and pieces like that. So that's that's where Teach Travel Triumph has stemmed from. Um, it's something as a full-time teacher, I know I don't, if it's a plant, I don't water it enough, but even though I've not been watering it enough, it's still been able to grow and help people. And you just renewed is it, things. is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah so congratulations. Exciting. Yeah, just renewed the, the website so that that's always available regardless. Of course, there's, an, there's a cost to that, which is always daunting at first, but mm-hmm. hopefully the content I create through, I don't know whether it's sponsorships and bits and pieces like that, will be able to support that growing and, and yeah staying I'm sure and you've got to sometimes look back on how far you've come and then realize that you know yeah those been, little things make yeah, it's such been a good difference. even though the, the videos are there the 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 website's there and it's just it's just another source of being able to help people which is great so where is Thomas's favorite place to travel like where do you like to go I love traveling to it says a lot about me that the, the, the cheaper areas <laughs> <laughs> no they still work they're, yeah. the, they're interesting places too <laughs> no I love it I, I just kind of love because Dubai is such uh, as an expansive I was gonna say expensive though kind of a bit of expansive <laughs> developed country and expensive <laughs> it's always good to see the contrast between different areas that you can go to I love the places that aren't super build up and you kind of have to make it up as you go along we travel to places like uh, Borneo is an amazing adventure oh, wow. yeah, the Komodo dragons uh, Komodo dragon Komodo islands it's called Lab- Labuan Bajau in Indonesia those two little adventures stay stick out strongly in my mind and then of course you've got all the different locations that are surrounding there. Indonesia's always been lovely to, to travel around. A lot of Southeast Asia, but at the same time, it's been it's been good to travel around this region as well and just sort of see the contrast of how different things are in different countries. Yeah. Have you ever done anything like Missandam where you just 
drive down across the border to we've, Oman and yeah we've we've traveled Oman we did a we did a road trip along Oman and again that's just making it up as you go along but the, one of the things you do have as a teacher is you're slightly restricted by the holidays so I think we had it was one of the Eid breaks so we traveled over the border it to busy. it was oh, it was busy I <laughs> the queue we weren't really sure what we were doing but that was a that was a, an adventure in itself just trying to figure out which queue to stand in yeah. and you do this long road trip down to i think it was muscat we went to did a bit of a Stunning. dolphin trip and some some snorkeling uh that was fun that was a really fun adventure to go on and yeah, yeah there's so many places on your doorstep so many, isn't there so many. because you can do that drive within a couple of hours yeah and you're in a completely contrast to to where you are in dubai with Absolutely. the mountains and being outside sorry holly go ahead <laughs> no, when you say we this is your partner who's also a teacher yes so my fiance what, what's that like congratulations thank you what's that like having being both teachers do you have different styles of teaching or like do you ever have conversations would you separate work it's it's great and it's also a challenge at the same time um at the end of the day sometimes we both want to switch off but i'll have ideas about teaching that i want to share with her because i know that she'll be she's fantastic at what she does um as a a leader in education and she, she smashes it but to kind of pick each other's brains and sometimes she'll be helping me with the teach travel triumph stuff she's a force when it comes to those sort of helping and assistant things but it can be challenging at the same time when you do just want to have those times where you switch off because teaching and the days are so long it can sometimes be a little bit of a challenge when you kind of come home and sort of go okay we're going to have this time to switch off we'll have this time to to kind of even just before this podcast now we've gone to a to a cafe just to discuss some different ideas for different whether it's my youtube and then some of the things for her work so we kind of have to have those periods where we lock into right this is going to be our work this is going to be our switch off and it'll be that's the best way to do it. I Absolutely. Believe. That's what I do with my partner. Yeah. I'm like, because otherwise it just consumes you. 100%. And it's like, we haven't had our time no. and our conversation. No. Like, Did you meet in Dubai? We met on the second day. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> in Dubai. We met. It's, uh, it's a really wow. great story. Was she new to Dubai as well? She was new to Dubai. Uh, met at a, at a brunch. And we just, yeah, stuck together ever since. Oh, lovely. Yeah, That's nice that you've had this path with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've had the, it's been lovely because she's very like-minded in the way she wants to travel. So we've been able to travel the world together. Do you ever do yeah. what I do? When I go to places, I'm like, I will move here. When, whenever yeah. I want to leave Dubai, I will move. Like, I have no plans to leave anytime soon. Absolutely. I can live here. I can live here. Yeah, hundred percent. Went to we went to Nepal in the last okay. half term, so it was October. So have you been to Pokhara? No, no. I just went to Kathmandu, which was amazing as well. I think we were blessed by the weather, but <laughs> <laughs> we were like, I moved there. I, I didn't move there. That's a lie. I travelled there. <laughs> I travelled there, and I went to this little place called Pokhara. We just canoeing on this this lake and we were like i was like you know what i can see it i can move here <laughs> yeah absolutely have that i've had that a few times where I mean, whether it's traveling around bali and everyone goes on about living in living in bali i mean things. i could do that like, absolutely. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll live here and then kind of back to reality of like okay but i've got a, a got a good thing going here in dubai too and yeah got those good opportunities to travel regardless so yeah. amazing and what do you like to do at the weekends like where would we bump into thomas <laughs> on a bike on a bike yesterday a motorbike no, push oh, bike. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kick you bit down ambitious. there a bit. Yeah. Sorry, a bit, bit ambitious. <laughs> I, I really like... Daredevil. 
<laughs> yeah, no, a lot of people do, but yeah, no. On a, just on a push bike, I find that recently over the last kind of year or so, Dubai has become so much more accessible by bike. They've really developed the infrastructure for cycling. Yeah. Living in downtown at the moment, just be able to jump on a bike and bike down to Kite Beach. It's just, oh, it's just amazing, especially in the winter months where the weather is just beautiful. I've always yeah. wanted to get one of those Kareem bikes. They're you know amazing. when you can, I'd like to do... I don't know, you can probably cycle around the palm, go for yeah. lunch somewhere, maybe stop at the beach oh, and then just give it back. Or if you can't be bothered to cycle back at the Uber. Yeah, <laughs> I got one them. once and it was so noisy. I think like, the, I'm not good with bikes. Maybe <laughs> the chain needed a bit of oil. Right, okay. But literally I was so selfish. I was like, I need to get somewhere on the bike. But I can't listen to this anymore. So I put my earpods on and everyone else listens to this noisy bike. And I was like, <laughs> listening to my tunes, living my best life. They could hear you coming. Yeah, literally. Yeah, they are, they're electric bikes as well. So you don't have to push. We've invested in our own little bikes now. And that's, it was, it was hard work. I'm <laughs> thinking. Um, yesterday was hard work. Still a bit like, a bit tired from it. But the Korean bikes, they're electric bikes. So you don't have to put the same effort in. Oh my gosh, they're amazing. So you feel yes. like you got really so fit. You're like, I can do this i know what i'm doing and then you get on a push bike Flying. yeah yeah just motoring through yeah they're great oh and um what's 2023 got in store for you thomas further growth i think for myself as i was talking about teach travel triumph i said wait i don't water that plant enough so i think yeah. to fill up the watering jug and to give that a little bit more energy and time and yeah. and patience if you like to help that grow to support a wider network of teachers and in the world of teaching just continuing to, to try and support teachers further through growing my own knowledge if that makes sense we've got all sorts of amazing topics that are starting to establish themselves such as artificial intelligence the way that that's kind of developing in the wider world and just starting to learn more about that but also share that with teachers because I think it can really make not just teachers but everyone's lives a little bit easier do you know what though if kids are learning about artificial intelligence oh, we're, we're going to be, be left behind we are literally <laughs> going to be left behind <laughs> I know I'd write a check out <laughs> can AI do that for you as well <laughs> figure it out wow and are you finding everything's going digital now actually that I'm assuming because that's one thing which scared me in my old job because I found that like we were getting interns in and stuff and they were mm. knowing software and they're, they're so advanced on technology yeah. and I'm like I only know how to use PowerPoint and Word yeah, <laughs> and you. send emails so I felt like I was left behind but I'm not I don't feel I'm not old at all but yeah, there no, is that divide absolutely I think a lot of that stemmed from the the thing that happened in the world a few years ago um in terms of pandemic and all those bits and pieces. And I think a lot of people became, everyone had to become so much more established with digital infrastructure. And it, that happened in the world of teaching. Everything went online and teachers were all of a sudden in front of a laptop going, good morning, everyone. And everyone's like, you know, you got their laptop. Like, Can you turn your camera on? Or you, you can't hear me. I can't hear you. And that started to develop everyone's understanding of how to use a wider array if you like of technology and yeah i think that perhaps has helped everyone develop mm. goodness knows what it will look like in the future though yeah it's scary isn't yeah. it i feel like teachers might even be robot i'm not saying you're, you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be fine i think of something else <laughs> yeah getting myself out of a job right <laughs> no but you just don't know do you what no it could has. be you've got platforms at the moment which can assist with children and if they're writing something you can ask the the platform to give children feedback on the work that they've written and it will do it, do it for them. So they've almost got their own little assistant in the corner, which 
is great, but at what point will that just become children watching a screen? And similar to what we were doing mm. in terms of online learning, could there be a time where children are online with artificial intelligence and the AI is giving them instructions? I don't know, it's Crazy. hypothetical, it's, it's questionable. I think one thing that is quite reassuring though is, is nothing will be able to replace the emotional intelligence of a teacher and being able to support you know, children with eyes and that ears, eyes and ears, being able to challenges that the children face, nothing will replace Did that. Do you find that challenging? Like I thought being through the pandemic, mm. like how teachers had to teach on a screen. Yeah. I would find that so challenging. Absolutely. There was a, there was a massive adjustment, a period where not only just through personally being locked inside and all those bits and pieces, but also through trying to almost relearn my job. We had different platforms, um, we call them learning management platforms or systems such as uh, Google Classroom, there were Microsoft Teams and all these different platforms came about. So you've suddenly got to learn all the ins and outs of, of that, but also do that at the same time with your little class in front of you. And again, like we spoke about different schools do different things. Some schools were really intense and teachers had to be online from early in the morning to early at night and then further marking bits of work. My school were amazing at making sure that teachers had that well-being at the same time so yeah we do our check-ins with the children but also have that time to be away from the screen because otherwise you get square eyes <laughs> so, yeah. have you completely moved away from that now no no it, okay. it's still there we still You've upload yeah we still teaching absolutely and i think it's, it's for the benefit of the children as well because we upload we still upload work onto learning learning management systems so that the children can access that during the learning so some of the things that we were able to access during the online teaching children still do to the benefit of their learning so it's kind of helped the 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 education system move on a little bit too. There are still things where we're back in class and there's elements that are creeping in from the past in terms of everything needs to be in books and some things are going back if you like, but then there's also ways that education's advancing as well, which is exciting, yeah. Excellent. And um, going back to 2023, what it's got in store for you? Any travels? Any holidays you've got? Got planned? Japan, but <gasps> oh wow, I'm jealous. I'm really excited. Oh, that would be good. Super How long for? Two weeks. It was just over two weeks. Yeah. You're going to see the blossom. You're going in springtime. Yeah. So I didn't <gasps> didn't realize this is when we'd booked it for. So it should be that we go to see all of those different things. We're really excited just to go to Disney, Disney <laughs> and Universal. So we're going to stop in Tokyo, see Disney, and then we're going to go to I think it's Osaka and see you. Really excited. You're doing my bucket list. This is. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. I wanted to do it before COVID. Yeah. And it's meant to the best time of year to go to Japan is for the, to see the blossom. Yeah, it's a big one of my so bucket lists. It's probably in yeah, oh, top wow. something of I can't wait to see this on YouTube. Yeah. I'm yeah, giving we'll you a task. On, okay. <laughs> got homework. We'll that one down. <laughs> I'm a delegator. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And um Thomas, a question we asked all our guests is what advice would you give to your younger self? I think for me personally, it would be to ask questions because Thomas growing up and to this day is stubborn. So I'll, I'll, I'll learn this myself. And when it comes to teaching and YouTube, it would be very much right. I'll learn this skill of video editing or filming and I'll understand. I'll, I'll just figure it out. And I've made so many mistakes as a result of not wanting to ask questions, partially because I'm a bit stubborn, but also not wanted to pester other people. And I think as I've started to learn myself through being in this position in social media, people ask me questions, so I should be able to ask other people questions. Mm. So if I'd gone back and gone, right, you need to one, I suppose get a bit of a mentor if you like, and 
in, invest in supporting yourself with learning processes so that you're not just trying to make mistakes. I think it would have streamlined a lot of my processes in Dubai and also through setting up YouTube and things like that. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. It's been amazing and learning so much more about teaching in Dubai Thank and you. meeting you. Now, for our guests, where can they find you? So you'll be able to find me on everything at Thomas Blakemore or Thomas Blakemore. And then the website is teachtraveltriumph.com to, to find further support. Amazing. Thank you. And for our listeners, please give us a follow on pod underscore DXB or drop us an email at hello at the pod XB. Bye. Thank you. And stay tuned. Stay tuned.